Look to our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers, and blesses. This is your day for a miracle. I'm going to minister today and I want to continue ministering on the power of the blood and then I'm going to apply the blood on you, on your loved ones, on your possessions, on your work, and your influence. These are the five areas we are permitted to apply the blood on according to Job chapter 1 verse 10. And we'll talk more about that in just a little bit. But let's go to the beginning. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to spend a, a lot of time today because I want to continue this tomorrow and Wednesday and on. So let's talk about why is the blood important to God? Because the blood represents the breath of God. Do you remember that when God created Adam, he breathed into his nostril the breath of life and man becomes a living soul. So where did the blood of the first man come from? He did not have a mom. He did not have a dad. So the blood came straight from God himself just like the blood of Jesus came straight from God himself. So the first Adam and the second Adam, the blood that flowed through their body flowed because of God's breath. Remember that the Lord Jesus, his blood did not come from Joseph, otherwise it would have been polluted, or from Mary. It came straight from the Holy Spirit because the angel said to Mary, the holy thing within thee is the child of the Holy Ghost, meaning that the blood of Jesus came from the Holy Spirit. And that's why in the epistle of John, it says the blood answers to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So the blood of Jesus, when we apply the blood, the Holy Spirit shows up. That's why it's important to understand in the beginning of my teaching why the blood is important, because it represents the breath of God. In Revelation 13, 8, it talks about the fact that Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world. So when God spoke it, so we're talking about before creation. Think about this. Before God created angels, before God created man, before God created the universe and the world, God spoke the cross. God literally declared the crucifixion. And when God declared it, it happened because God is eternity. God does not live in time. God is eternal life. So God does not live in eternity. He is eternity. God does not uh, live in eternity. It lives in him. He is eternity. So when God speaks, it happens. He's always in the now. I know this may be some deep for some people, but really it's not. It's, it's quite simple. He is the I am. So Jesus was crucified before the foundation of the world, meaning that he was crucified in the heart of God the Father. So when God saw the blood, he saw the blood of Jesus already. That's why he accepted those individuals. Now, Abraham, what, does, what did Abraham do? The first thing he did when he came into the promised land and received the promise 
of the Lord. It says in Genesis chapter 12, you can write all this down, by the way, and verse 7, And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared to him. So why did he build an, an altar? To offer a sacrifice that the blood would be shed so God would accept him. Without the shedding of blood, the promises of God cannot happen. Only the blood triggers the promises. So God gives Abraham the promise. Abraham understood, I need to offer now an, an offering of blood. An, an animal has to die. The blood has to be shed for the promise of God to be, to be released. Why? Because when the blood was offered, God saw the blood of Jesus, his son. It's nothing about uh, uh, you know, animal sacrifice here. They were simply symbolic of the blood of the Lord Jesus. Which was, which, which was shed in the heart of God in eternity and on the cross in history. Hallelujah. Now, the, the blood uh, was, was revealed to, to Adam, was revealed to Abel, was revealed to Noah, was revealed to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Later, it was revealed to their descendants, the children of Israel. What happened in Egypt? Here they were in there, 430 years. Nobody comes out of bondage till the blood is shed in Exodus chapter 12. We all remember what happened when Israel was in Egypt. And let's look at what God had said to Moses. And so we go. Here, here it is. And the Lord spake, I'm reading Exodus 12 verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months, it shall be the first month of the year to you. Now, why am I teaching on this? Because I believe the only place to be at this hour in this world is under the blood. With all that's going on out there, the only place of safety for you as a believer is the blood. That's why we have to bring the message back to the body of Christ. I'm going to ask every pastor to begin teaching on the blood. I know you can't right now gather in your churches, I get that, but you can do it online just like I'm doing it. Minister the blood, bring it back to your people. Let them understand the importance, the importance of this message. I understood this morning that Pastor Jack Graham is teaching on the blood. I was thrilled to hear it because I respect that man of God, a wonderful man of God in Dallas. A lot of men and a lot of women right now are getting that same message from God to teach on the importance of the application of the blood. We have to apply the blood again daily, daily. And here's why daily. Let's just keep going here. So God now says to Moses in verse 3 to speak to the, to, to, to the entire congregation that everyone should take a lamb according to the house of their fathers. Now, this was the first Passover. Now, listen to what it says later. Now, the lamb was to be taken on the 10th day, just like Jesus walking into Jerusalem on the 10th day, and to be offered on the 14th day. And that's exactly what, what the Lord did when, when he came to earth. And then he said this, verse 7, And they shall take of the blood and strike it, on the two side posts 
and the upper doorpost of the houses, meaning they made the sign of the cross. Later, in verse 23, I love this verse. It says this. Now, God had already said that he will pass over when he sees the blood, but I love verse 23. It says, for the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel. Now, the word lintel, I had mentioned that a few days ago when we had communion, it was so beautiful, by the way. The word lintel means the cross piece at the top of a door. The cross at the top of a door. That's powerful. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians, and when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the sign of the cross, the Lord will pass over the door, here's the promise, and will not suffer the destroyer, will not allow the destroyer, the enemy, to come in unto your houses to smite you. So here we see very, very clearly that the blood is our protection from any destroyer and any plague. It's our protection. Now the children of Israel came out of Egypt at night because of the blood. The minute the blood was applied, they came out. They were delivered. It shows you the power of the blood. Later, in, and think about this, just what I said, 430 years in bondage, no way out. Pharaoh wouldn't even listen. God hardening his heart, Pharaoh's heart, to bring glory to his name, knowing what God would do. He gave Israel a revelation. He gave the whole world, fr frankly, a revelation of the power of the blood, that when the blood was applied, the whole nation was liberated. The whole nation was liberated. So, think about what, what I'm saying to you right now. It's so important. Later, in Exodus 24, God had Moses come up to the mountain with the leaders of Israel. And later, the blood was applied, as God gave him the word, the blood was applied on the whole nation of Israel. So think about Moses coming up to the mountain repeatedly. And now God said, okay, come up one more time. He does. Uh, Exodus 24, verse 1. Come up unto the Lord thou and Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel. Worship ye afar off, and Moses alone shall come near the Lord. And so it says, and Moses came later and, and, and told the people all the words of the Lord and all the judgments. And they all said, whatever the Lord says, we will do. And Moses wrote all the words of the Lord, rose up early in the morning, watch this, and builds an altar, first altar to be built in Sinai, under the hill. And now he sent young men, verse 5, I'm still reading Exodus 24, verse 5, and he sent young men of the children of Israel which offered burnt offerings and sacrifice and sacrifice peace offerings of oxen unto the Lord. Now watch this, watch this. They go and kill thousands of animals in the hundreds of thousands possibly. And Moses takes half of the blood, verse 6, 
puts all that in basins, multiple plural basins, hundreds, maybe thousands of basins, and half of the blood is sprinkled on the altar. And then he took the book of the covenant, which he had just written. He reads it in the audience of the people. And they said, all that the Lord has said we will do. Now Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people. And said, behold the blood of the covenant, which the Lord hath made with you. In Hebrews, we read that he also sprayed the book of the covenant with blood. But it says here that he sprayed the people. That's three million of them. Imagine how much blood, uh, how many animals, first of all, were slain. And how much blood was applied on a whole nation. Three million people is more people than living in Orlando, Florida, where I am right now. Three million. And the next thing God says, now I will come and dwell among you. The change happens immediately where the next chapter we read, build me a tabernacle wherein I may dwell. The blood changes everything. It even changes God's location with the people. That God now can dwell with them. So when we apply the blood, God comes into our homes. Hallelujah. I'm sorry, I just had to have a praise break here. Now, today, I want to remind you of the importance that we have to apply the blood. Do you remember in Revelation 12, it says they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony? How? By applying the blood through our lips. In the Old Testament, Moses applied blood with a hyssop. A hyssop was a plant that grew on walls and still does, by the way. Can I show him that little zatar there quick? Okay. This is hyssop. There's hyssop in this. We call it zatar and we eat it. And this purifies blood naturally. So when you eat the zatar, which tastes beautiful, by the way, right here, we put it with olive oil and dip it with bread and eat it. So hyssop comes from the zatar, uh, the zatar comes from hyssop, and they add other spices to it. And what did David say? Wash me with hyssop, Psalm 51, and I shall be clean, meaning his sin removed. And amazingly, hyssop to this day, natural hyssop, cleanses the blood. Go to your, there's many, you know, Arabic stores, I'm sure, where you live. Go to some Arabic store and ask for zatar, Z-A-A-T-A-R. All right. And enjoy it, by the way. But in the Old Covenant, Moses took hyssop, this plant, and applied blood with it. How do we apply blood today? With our confession. When we speak it, it happens. In Job 1, and I'll teach on this more tomorrow, because I want to take more time with that. But in Job 1, chapter 5, before that, God says to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, a perfect man that is righteous, that walks away and, and pushes away evil? And the devil says, How can I touch him? You've built a hedge around him, in verse 10. You've built a hedge around him, around his house, 
his possessions, all that he has. And then he says this, the work of his hands, meaning his work, and his substance is increased. Even the devil recognizes he cannot cross the bloodline because he says to God, how can I touch him? You've built a hedge around him. But the hedge was built when in verse 5, it says that Job offered blood daily on behalf of his children against his sons, in case his sons had sinned against God. See, he was applying blood on his own children and the devil couldn't even touch them until God said, okay, now I'll remove the hedge. Remember that? But when we apply the blood, a hedge is built around us. I love what Kenneth Hagin used to say, the devil cannot cross the bloodline once we apply it. So I'm going to apply the blood over you right now. I'm going to apply it over five areas of your life. I'm going to apply it over you personally, over your family, because that's in the Bible, verse 10, Job 1, over your possessions, over your work, your job, and your influence and relationships, because that's what it means, his substance, influence, relationships. So right now, I'm going to play some beautiful worship that I love very, very much. And I'm going to pray that God Almighty, there it is, worthy is the Lamb. This is the Brooklyn Tabernacle Choir ministering a song that we all love very much. So let's just pray. Lift your hands to heaven. Wonderful Lord, we give you praise. We give you praise and we bless you, Lord. Yours is the glory. Yours is the honor. Yours is all the honor and blessings and power. We give you praise, Jesus. Can we just lift our hands and bless it? Thank you for your blood, Lord. Thank you for your sacrifice. Your nail-pierced hands wash me in your cleansing flow. Hallelujah. Now all I know, your forgiveness and embrace. Let's just worship him before I apply the blood on you. Worthy is the Lamb. Seated on the throne. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name, Jesus. We crown you now with many crowns. You reign victorious. High and lifted up. Mente Kintilama. Jesus, Son of God. Mente Kintilemo. The treasure of heaven. Crucified. Worth is the Lamb. Are you ready right now? I'm going to apply the blood on your life. Father, in Jesus' name, I apply the blood now on everyone watching, 
and listening on social media. Apply the blood on their children, their home, their family. Why don't you speak out their names right now, just as I do that. Just speak out the names of your children, your grandchildren, your parents, your family. Just speak out their names. Father, I apply the blood on every member of the family, on moms and dads, on sons and daughters, on grandchildren. I give you praise, Lord Jesus. And Lord, I apply the blood now on their possessions, on their homes, and their possessions in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lift your hands and receive it. Lord, I apply the blood on their work on their jobs, on what they do for you, on their ministry, their positions. In Jesus' name. On the office you gave them. And I apply the blood on their influence and the relationships you gave them. Relationships you brought about. I apply the blood. In Jesus' name. Cover them now, Lord, I pray. Protect your people from harm in Jesus' name. Now lift your hands and thank him for that. Just thank him now. That's right, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you can't, just pray in English. Thank him for his protection and his love right now. Manta kuntu rame pielbe pielbe kinti maro pelbe pelbe kanti manulo. We give you praise, Jesus. Mente mente kinama polbo polbo kunto mane. We give you praise, Redeemer. We give you praise, Lord. Amen. Now listen to me. Let's believe God now that what's going on on earth today, that by Easter, by Easter, something good will happen. Let's believe God that the vaccine that they're going to test is going to work. That they'll make an announcement by Easter time that's going to bring joy to people all over the world. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to play that beautiful song one more time. Hallelujah. Can you, uh, there we go, yeah. Father, we agree in the mighty name of Jesus that this virus, Lord, will come to an end. We pray that, Lord, you will intervene. We pray that you will bring joy and peace to people everywhere. We pray, Lord, that by Easter, we'll hear some great news in Jesus' name. Now, Lord, we pray for our leaders. Give them wisdom in this time. Touch their hearts in Jesus' name. For your honor 
and your glory. And God's people said, Amen. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you before you leave about the importance now of doing exactly what our authorities are telling us to do, what the authorities in the world are telling us to do. As difficult as it is, we need to obey the laws of the land and pray for our leaders. This is not the time to rebel. This is not the time to say the wrong thing. This is the time to do what the Bible says. Pray for those in authority. Support what is going on by doing exactly what they're telling us. Plus, pray for them with all your heart. Paul the Apostle in Timothy says we are to pray for those in authority, the president, people in Congress, people in the Senate, governors, mayors, and so forth. All, 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 all over the world, pray for, your, for, the, for these people that, that are in positions of authority. Pray for the police departments because God Almighty, I believe, is going to bring tremendous peace because of that. And it says that we might live in peace, that we might live in peace. Read your Bible, obey, your, obey the Bible, obey God's word, and God will bless you for it. So this is the time to stand together. This is the time for us believers and Christians and the body of Christ to be, to be one, to speak with one voice. This is the time for pastors to bring the gospel back and the message of salvation back and the love of God back. What a time right now to bring the good news to the nations. They're ready for it. They're, they're looking for it. To declare the good news of the gospel and the love of Jesus. That's what they need to hear more than anything else right now. The love of Jesus. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He's not willing that any should perish. That's exactly right. So we as God's people now need to rise as one, as one person with one voice, declaring the love of Jesus and the gospel. Amen and amen. And also, this is the time we must give to the Lord's work. This is not the time to hold back. This is the time to give financially with faith in our hearts so God can bless our present and our future financially. This is not the time to let fear rule our life. This is the time to have faith in our hearts, declaring the word of God with boldness and love and to obey his word. For he said, give, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over shall man give to your bosom. This is the time to be a real Christian in everything we do. Paul the apostle in, in the scripture said that our giving should match our faith and match our love for the Lord. To prove the sincerity of our love to give to the gospel. Blessings to you. Do it now, will you? And you, you can give to Benny Hill Ministries today online. You can give on Facebook, through Facebook, or our website, or whatever platform that allows it. If not, just go to benihill.org. Thank you. And remember, the best is yet to come. Good things are on the way for the church. Get ready. Jesus is coming. 
Come, Lord Jesus. Amen and amen. Love you all. And please send me your prayer requests uh, to pastorbenny at bennyhin.org. In fact, just, just before you leave, I want to just stretch my hands towards the many prayer requests right now that I see on my phone. Father, in Jesus' name, meet every need, answer every prayer in your holy name. Why don't you stretch your hands towards me before you leave. Father, we agree, every need be met. Lord Jesus, right now, meet that need spiritually, meet that need emotionally, meet that need physically, and meet that need financially. And Lord, give your people, give your sweet people, I pray, give your people, I pray, your blessed blessings with signs and wonders. In Jesus' glorious name, amen and amen. But send me your prayer request, and I'd love to pray for you. That's pastorbennybennyhin.org. I'll see you tomorrow for more on the blood, and I'll be applying the blood on you every day this week. So join me and tell your friends about this. Shalom. Bye-bye.